Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back. We missed you. Thank you. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Andrew Cuomo and uh, the vacant uh, president and his uh, his comments yesterday. Wow, was that intense. Okay, anyway, first let me tell you about our uh, Spotlight sponsor, and it is Rough Greens. If you are a dog owner, you know that taking care of your pet really means more than, uh, you know, just giving him food and water. The dog is part of our family. Uh, Uno is, and I know your dog is if you have a dog. Um, we've been talking to you a while about um, uh, Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It is something that you put on the dog uh, food. You can put it on the dog, too. I just, nah. It's not really going to benefit the yeah, dog. If you, you have a couple of it. dogs, if you have a couple of dogs, the other one will lick it off the other dog. Um, my dog is the pickiest eater in the world, in the world. Um, but we put Rough Greens on it. And I think he's changing. You know what he did? I, I caught him eating part of my wife's salad. We were sitting on the floor yesterday because our house will be done in two weeks, you know. Oh, good. Uh, so we were sitting on the floor last night, and we both got up for a minute, and he was eating the salad. And I'm like, what the? This is Rough Greens. No dog eats salad. Right. <laughs> anyway, free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLEN-33. 833-GLEN-33. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. America, it is Wednesday. We've got a lot to talk about, but Stu is back. And so, Stu, I got you a present here that I want you to, because uh, we're so excited. We've missed you so much. And, uh, yeah, so if you just want to. A return to work present? A return to work present. I mean, it's been, you know, we with Pat for a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, just kind of missed you. So I got you a little present here, and I think you're going to like it. Now, if you if you want to exchange it, that'll be fine. I don't gonna just, take me a second oh here my to, gosh just open it up for the love of pete to... don't can't you just rip boxes open i mean i could i guess uh, yeah thank you just rip the box open that's the way you do it on christmas Seems to be... there you go there you go you're gonna love this okay. just for you just for you <laughs> it's my very own screenshot of andrew cuomo resigning in a yeah. frame <laughs> yes congratulations hold that uh, put that on your wall keep it we had it we had it all planned wow. for your return so you can talk about the resignation of andrew cuomo in 60 seconds i love it <laughs> i love it and you will have that in your office and hanging on your wall. I know you. Oh, yes, I will. Uh, it's a very solemn day in the world of cybersecurity. Uh, Andrew uh, Cuomo, Cuomo, the governor, for the next 13 days, uh, you know, he'd been locked into, his, uh, into all of his duties. And, uh, and now, 
I mean, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's he going to do? Where's it? What what's going to happen to all of his files, all of it, all of the names in his Rolodex? Wouldn't you love to be able to get his Rolodex? Cyber criminals? Maybe. Maybe I'm on your side this time. <laughs> uh, listen, cyber criminals are really bad and they will affect your life. I want you to call LifeLock now at 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Unless you're Andrew Cuomo, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Call now. Use promo code BECK and save. Tonight on Glenn TV. There's a movement for freedom underway in Cuba, a demand to end the dictatorship. But the American left says the Cuban suffering is our fault. Glenn debunks the lies and asks Big Tech, where's your love of democracy now? What can Americans do to help? Watch Cuban Spring, debunking the left's lies about hashtag SOS Cuba. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program and uh, the triumphant return of the guy who has known this for years. Uh, one of the first uh, Cuomo uh, monologues Stu did was, is it just me? <laughs> uh, he has been saying that he is, uh, Andrew Cuomo is just awful at andrewcuomoisjustawful.com. Andrewcuomoisawful.com. Important yeah. to get that uh, address right. right uh, and uh, you've been saying that mm. not because of, of, you know, his handling of the COVID and killing, you know, all the people in the nursing home or uh, sexually assaulting women. Uh, you said it because he's just awful. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because it really my uh, obsession with how terrible and awful Andrew Cuomo was really didn't stem from the nursing home thing, which came later. Uh, I couldn't understand why he was getting credit for this incredible handling of the coronavirus when, I mean, objectively, he oversaw the worst coronavirus response in America. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I think the world. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, like, why is he getting praise for doing these amazing things? And you kept hearing what how great his press conferences were. And I was like, am I watching the same ones? Like, is he doing two a day and I'm catching the bad ones? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you, you look at it and I think fundamentally people look at it as, as this has advanced and said, okay, Andrew Cuomo was awful because he killed thousands of people in nursing homes. Right. That's a good argument. Yeah. Right? That's a good yeah. argument. Andrew Cuomo was awful because he sexually harassed a bunch of people in his office good argument mm -hmm. i think though it gets it reversed it's it's not that andrew cuomo is awful because of these things andrew cuomo is awful and therefore these things occur he, he at his core is such a continually bad person at, at his core that these scandals are the obvious side effect of this larger illness that is andrew cuomo and his character he's been a bad guy for a really long time he's been corrupt for a really long time and the the fact i think a lot of this behavior like when you're out there saying you're an ally in the me too movement well like the next day these complaints these harassment complaints he was going and, and harassing these women days after making big speeches about me too mm -hmm. you know that sort of uh hubris only comes from an, an, a ridiculous amount of power that he shouldn't have had, a complete confidence that he would never get taken down, and an assistance by the media 
to a level that you can't possibly. Imagine. Yeah, the Federalist had a um, uh, had a great take on this that the one lesson uh, that we should uh, we should learn from Andrew Cuomo is that he's not the problem. Hmm. The problem really is the press. Because the press, I mean, think of Andrew Cuomo's life. His his father was governor, so you know he had special privileges all throughout his life growing up. Um, then he becomes governor. Nobody's saying anything uh, to him. He's already a spoiled child, already expects to get his way because he's a Cuomo. Uh, and he's also a very, very vindictive guy. The press decides just to get into bed with him. The press knew about Harvey Weinstein. The press knew about Jeffrey Epstein. The press knew about uh, Andrew Cuomo. They don't actually care. All of this cancel culture stuff is bullcrap. When it comes to the press, it's bullcrap. I wonder if he's going to lose his Emmy. They gave yeah, him an Emmy. Point. <laughs> Will he lose his Emmy? No, because they don't care. If yeah. he's doing this stuff and they like him... It's fine. Yeah, it's interesting because that is the difference with Cuomo. They don't like him. He is such a terrible guy and has been so terrible to the people around him for so long, like Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. that they were able to actually look at the facts of the story and not feel terrible trying to take him down. Because I will say, while I agree with the Federalists there that the media is a huge issue in this, there were some people who actually did go after uh, uh cuomo and i don't know that without the new york times jumping on the bandwagon bandwagon although very late i don't know that this stuff would have actually happened i don't know that he actually I think janice dean office. deserves uh, a lot of the credit for this probably the most important person in making sure that this occurred yeah. is janice dean i mean because especially because you know you look at janice who uh, people know from uh, you know, she's been on TV for a very long time, but is not a hardcore partisan, is not known for going after people in a negative way at all. I mean, her book is is this like collection of sweet tales of parents like helping their sick children. Like it's like yeah. she's like the nicest person in the universe. Right. And the fact that she was out there saying these things about Cuomo almost shocked the system, I think, for a lot of people wait a minute, this guy really is doing these things. These are this guy really is bad. She wouldn't she she had no incentive to become a person out there being oh, she had a lot of incentive to not to just keep her mouth shut that person you know yeah. and she didn't do that which was vital i think so take me through because yesterday it was about uh i don't know uh 10 uh the last couple of minutes on air mm. he decides to come out and all the word is is that he is not going to resign mm-hmm. and he starts his resignation with you know, look, I didn't do these things. And I thought and I said, because we ran out of time, I said, looks like this guy is just going to hold on 10 minutes into it. He starts saying, so that's why I'm leaving. Yeah, it was really, I think, Bizarre. shocking to a lot of people. The first really big issue here was Melissa DeRosa resigning. And that happened on Sunday. DeRosa was like lead henchman you know, for Cuomo. And, you know, I, we're going to find out. I mean, I think there was a legal activity done by this administration and they're going to have to go through all of this and sort it out. Whether so she's, uh, what's her name? Uh, Giselle Ma- uh, Maxwell? No, <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like yeah. that person who was, again, Maxwell was 
is accused of even much more serious crimes. Sure, but she but, was the she was the enforcer. She was yeah. the one who made it all go away and and, uh, and she was and the one greased the skids, berating employees, changing the nursing home report so that it yeah. didn't tell the truth. Um, you know, all of these. You know, Targeting Lindsay Boylan, the first accuser, mm-hmm. and trying, you know, helping to try to ruin her life as, after she made this accusation. Um, and she was super, super loyal, like the lead loyalist. And, um, you know, I don't know if she was uh, a really, is she a really terrible person? Was she completely terrified too by Andrew Cuomo? I don't know. But she did all sorts of things that I think are illegal or borderline illegal. And when she she really was the biggest loyalist, the fact that she stepped down was a huge signal that he was not going to be able to survive this. Because but it was as far as I knew yesterday morning, he was still telling people I'm staying. He was still going back and forth after that. He uh, what he was trying to um, to uh, to figure out a way. To, to, how can I cut a deal here? And and trust me when I say this, Andrew Cuomo didn't leave. He did not resign office. Mm-hmm. He realized he had no chance in staying. He realized that this impeachment was going to throw him out of office anyway. And he's seeing this as the best path forward for him mm-hmm. because that's all he ever thinks about. Mm-hmm. So this was not him resigning. Ah, you know what? I think I'm doing the right thing for the state as he tried to pull off yesterday. So he's going back and forth, deciding whether he's going to step down or not. Again, just a personal calculation. Didn't they have an attorney? Yes. Yeah, so his attorney was going to defend him. And she did. She came out for about 40 minutes and made an, an extensive case as to why uh, this this report was one sided. And, you know, I mean, I think you could make an argument that it was one sided. They didn't I mean, they did include some of Cuomo's answers to these questions. Uh, but like, you know, he I. He, you, everything you expect from someone who's going to you know defend this to the end mm-hmm. and he came out uh, she came out and did this big presentation and um laid out went through each individual accuser and all the all of that and at this point reporters are getting word that cuomo has flown from uh, albany to new york city where she's making this presentation and they're like are he's he gonna make an appearance of some sort like he's gonna come out and address this but they had no sense for sure that he was going to um, resign. And he came out. He started his defense. He went through his defense. He went through specific accusers and accusations and said, I didn't do these things. They misinterpreted them. Uh, these women, you know, they, they, that just absolutely didn't happen. You know, he made kind of the 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 look, I'm an old uh, times have changed. These lines have been redrawn. And I tell you, I swear it was just yesterday I could pat pat a woman on the behind from the steno pool right. and it's like this ridiculous <laughs> madman defense he keeps trying it's right. like you became like you became governor in the 2000s right like, this is not like you didn't go back to 1870 when all of this was okay and so he tried that thing he's trying miriam that was at the mimeograph machine <laughs> exactly. and I, yes i thought she was doing a good job i gave her a little tap on the ass a little goose for her good work yeah and so he he tried that again and so it looked like he was going through this whole process and then at the end he just said look yeah i think it's best for the state that i step down now of course he does not care at all about anyone in the state not named cuomo as evidenced by who got all the covid tests when they were really scarce all of his family members and friends but 
he, he sees this as his only way forward. Okay. So I want to, we're going to take a one minute break and then I want to ask you, he's staying in for 14 days, which is weird. Yes. Um, maybe because nervous. he has no place to live. It makes one of the uh, former prosecutors uh, from, uh, from the New York uh, district for the FBI makes him very, he's like, that's not normal. That's not necessary. I just hope that nothing nefarious is going on in the next 14 days. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I can make you a couple promises yeah, on that one. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about where he goes next because I think he was positioning himself. I don't know what for, mm. but that was a position. And maybe he was just positioning for a court hearing. I don't think anything's going to go to court. Maybe it does. Uh, but once once he's out of the way, then people ten, generally try to, oh, let's just forgive and forget. Um, let's uh, let's go to a one minute break. Let me tell you about Rec Tech, and then we'll come back to this. You got a lot to celebrate, so why not do it with a Rec Tech? Time to fire that baby up. Throw on some delicious steaks and burgers. Maybe smoke some amazing ribs. Get the family and friends over and say, "Look at this, huh?" Thank you, Andrew Cuomo, for resigning. It's our Andrew Cuomo backyard party. Um, Rectech has smart grill technology, which allows it to monitor the cooking process all the way through, adjusting its own internal temperature as needed to make sure the heat from start to finish is exactly right. So your food comes out perfect every time. The whole time you can monitor it from an app on your smartphone or your device. Don't take my word for it. I want you to A-B compare Rectech to the competition. You are going to find that there is nothing, nothing at the price point, especially uh, that will compare to Rectech. Rectech. Check them out now. R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech dot com. Ten seconds. Station ID. Hmm. So Andrew Cuomo is leaving. I is he is he staying because he has no place to live because he's always lived in the governor's mansion for so long? Yeah, uh, unlike so many other people who wind up becoming a governor of a state, he has no other home, no other residence. So part of this might be him trying to line up a place but again you know you go get a hotel you could get an airbnb yeah this is, it's a 2021 right <laughs> you know? and i mean the case would be get out of office it'll it'll help you yeah just say hey guys i need to stay in the governor's mansion for a couple of weeks I, yeah and I, even that would probably work he's also got friends and family and he could go do with chris yeah, i mean they're talking all the time all the time apparently that's another thing that's in the report we should get to at some point uh, uh today but he 14 days should make you nervous for multiple reasons. Number one, when you look at the vacillations he had over the past few days, you realize that there it's not completely out of the question that he would just reverse himself in a week and just say, you know what? I am fighting kind of the uh, Wolf of Wall Street uh, mm-hmm. speech where he's mm-hmm. out in front. He's like, I'm staying. I would not be shocked <laughs> at all, except no one will be clapping in that certain circumstance. <laughs> that's the only difference. Um, so that's possible. Very likely that he's got a bunch of stuff that he wants to get done before he leaves. God only knows what it is. That's, I think, the biggest real worry in that he would he's got deals that have been working. He's got things he wants to get in place. He's got people he wants to move in positions that have been loyal to him. Some of that stuff very well may occur over the next couple of weeks. Would not be surprised at all. It's also important to look at 
I mean, this isn't a collapse that is historic. I mean, think about this, Glenn. In October of 2020, he released a book about what a great job he did Mm -hmm. in the COVID crisis. And and it was called Leadership. And 10 months later, the exact people he was bragging about leading got him thrown out of office. He was, I did it. I was looking back at some of the early shows. You mentioned this uh, earlier. uh, Some of the Stu Does America monologues and such that I've done with Cuomo going back to March 2020. And one of them, I started, again, totally perplexed because... He, it's just come out that he has a 72% approval rating. This is what, April or May of 2020? 72% approval rating in the state of New York. And he went from that to such a dead end that a guy who would do anything to hold on to that office couldn't figure out a way to go forward, even for a few more weeks. I mean, there was rumors that he was going to sue the attorney general's office basically to get the entire transcript of all these interviews which likely he would be able to get uh have have a, have a good chance of winning that because if he's going to mount a defense uh, yeah he, he would could, need to know. he would need to know so uh that would probably take mm-hmm. weeks and weeks and weeks he could have delayed this impe- he would have eventually been impeached i think but it could have he could have delayed it for months and who knows what happens right oh you, you Bill just, clinton exactly you, maybe something changes maybe some big event happened everyone forgets about it i mean I, there was a time where a lot of people predicted that um you know governor blackface in virginia was going to resign and he was able to kick the can down the road long enough to apparently survive a scandal where he's pictured in blackface yeah right i i, I think there's a chance honestly well the, i'm my biggest concern about him in the next 14 days is covid i mean there's so many emergencies yeah. now that mm-hmm. he could just take and uh and take a strong hand on and and people would be like we need him now more than ever yeah you know that that's uh that that's what's scary to me in, on 14 days this guy cuz this guy will do absolutely anything we saw he that also, in new york on emergencies i mean you know right. bloomberg stayed in right. office that was the economic crash where he stayed mm-hmm. in office for a third term they're like ah we'll just adjust the constitution you never yeah. know yeah i know an emergency let me ask you uh how much money does he have uh, 18 million dollars and that's political this money is political money so he's got to do something with that uh-huh. he can't theoretically spend it on vacations though it would no but he can spend hear. it on another thing that starts with a v vindictiveness yeah <laughs> oh yes i mean can. 18 yes. million dollars could destroy people who destroyed him yes and he i 18 million dollars does a lot to repair your reputation Mm -hmm. as well i mean he holds on to that Mm -hmm. and he can work back channels uh funding that money to other various candidates Mm -hmm. who suddenly have a change of heart over time about good old andy and what a great time that used to be would not be shocked at all i mean you've seen that turnaround with someone like an al franken right yep where they called you know democrats were largely united and saying he should leave at that point and now they're not. They're now united to the opposite. I mean, mm-hmm. that arguably helped sink Kirsten Gillibrand's presidential campaign because she supported him stepping down. The old Me Too thing didn't last all that long in that particular case. It's not the last we will see of Andrew Cuomo. More in a second. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I've talked about Patriot Mobile for a while now. You know what they stand for. They stand for great mobile service. That's number one. At a more affordable price, number two, uh, having the technology to stay ahead of the competition and stand for American values. 
And they put their money where their mouth is every single time, especially when they talk about uh, defending our values. They donate a portion of everything that they make to conservative causes like the big mobile companies. Many are donating to leftist causes. They're doing it on the other side. They're on our side. It's time to stop dealing with big mobile and make the switch. We don't need them anymore. Patriot Mobile. They have the largest coverage area of anybody. They have the highest rated customer service. They have lower prices. Why are you still with them? Go with the good guys. Go with the guys who are fighting the battle with us, not against us. It's patriotmobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. patriotmobile.com slash back 972-PATRIOT or patriot.com. Well, Andrew Cuomo is out. He's gone, we think, in the next couple of weeks. Don't forget to get your mug or t-shirt, andrewcuomoisawful.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today, I am really excited to announce that the Mercury One... 10th anniversary party is happening uh, Saturday, October 9th. Uh, The name of this event is The Power of One, Renewing Kindness. Uh, And we are going to be telling you about some new initiatives that are going on. Plus, it's going to be great. We have uh, American Idol former contestant and major Christian recording artist Danny Gokey and also Colton Dixon are going to be performing live at the Mercury One event. Um, They're adding these as tour stops to their tour stand in faith. Uh, Also, um, I'm going to be hosting it. I've got a lot of friends that are coming in uh, for this. It is going to be a great night celebrating 10 years of Mercury One. We saw a need 10 years ago, and we have been working diligently. We told you last year that we've started a new initiative at Mercury One, the American Journey Experience. We'll tell you more about that and some new announcements for the next 10 years. If you would like tickets, we'd love to have you. MercuryOne.org or M1NextChapter.com. It's a super spreader event. Uh, it's... <laughs> Yeah, you're not supposed to advertise that. Oh, I'm not? Like, no. Oh, I thought that was, that's not a good thing. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, because I've been attending all of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, except for the Obama one. Mm. Uh, the Toyota Music Factory in Irving, Texas is where it's going to be. So oh, wow. join us at the Toyota Music Factory. Mm. Again, get your tickets at uh, Mercury One or M1NextChapter.com. You said 10 years. You, you mean like it's been 10 years since Mercury One existed? Yeah, 10 years. 10 years. That does not feel like 10 years ago. It's been 12 for the Blaze and 10 for Blaze TV. Wow, really? 10 years. I I announced Mercury One and then GBTV or what became Blaze TV the same day. Wow, that does Hmm. not seem possible at all. I know, it is. So please join us. We'd love to have you. Where does it go? (laughs) I know. It was just a little, just toddling along, just, you know, just 10 years ago. And now look at it. It's all grown up. Spitting up. Yeah, being fed with a bottle, and now here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Ten years old. Yeah. Man. Speaking of spitting up and being fed by a bottle, mm-hmm. <clears throat> your uh, thoughts on Andrew Cuomo? Oh man. Well, I got a bone to pick with Stu because oh, no. I heard you saying that he resigned because it was to his benefit. Yes. Now I know you've been on vacation uh, for a while, and maybe you missed it, but he said 
from his own mouth, it was for New York. Oh. Did you not hear him? Yeah. Did I you must not hear him? Missed. Or are you just flat out lying? <laughs> because I also understand your name's not really Stu, it's Steve. Oh, so wow. if you lie about your very name Amen, all brother, day, every day. Preaching that. Mm-hmm. How He's do we know? He's a Canadian spy. Yeah. <laughs> and a liar. Right. Because Andrew Cuomo said it was for New York. This is all true, but I will not resign. <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> I will not. Oh, I will get a coalition to together <laughs> oh i'm hanging out here every day uh, i was actually a tad surprised that he resigned yesterday because th- he started into the news conference just as yeah. the show was yeah ending. ending yesterday and we were talking about that and it looked like he was just going to continue to hang so on. here's the thing how long will it take before chris cuomo is out of a job mm. well they're doing everything they can to protect chris cuomo if read any story especially by a real mainstream outlet about this um about the resignation and you will see hey cuomo went back and forth and he wasn't sure and he was he was asking everybody and one of the big parts of of the resignation was when chris cuomo who was advising him again that was announced he wasn't going to really do that anymore but apparently in a private conversation it was okay somehow but he but that's not the the thing to focus on there they're saying that chris told him to resign Mm-hmm. See, Chris was the voice of reason, the good guy in the situation. Wasn't he He's the, the good quote? Wasn't he the guy who was advising fight, fight, fight? Uh, at the yeah, he yeah. he literally in the report, yeah. literally wrote the initial response for his brother. So he's writing the news while covering the news, wow. writing it. They have the email from Chris Cuomo outlining what to say, and basically he used it. I mean, he changed a few words here and there, uh, but generally speaking. Andrew Cuomo's words that first time he addressed it were Chris Cuomo's words. Uh, and now they're trying to make it out like, look, he advised him. But he said the right thing to do is to step down. And who knows? Might not have happened without Chris Cuomo's guidance in this situation wow. because they're trying to He's protect a hero. the Cuomo. You know mm-hmm. what? Chris Cuomo's a hero. Oh, sure. And I don't think CNN uh, CNN has any problem with this. No, of course don't, they don't. They don't have any standards. No. They don't have any scruples. They don't know. have any morals. They don't care. Yeah. And, and everyone will say we're we're not fair right we're we're evil partisans we hate cnn however we do sometimes praise when cnn does do good things some people it's been a while there, it's been a while they've been, been getting a lot worse yeah but like give you an example of this we were talking about this off the air and that chris cuomo's on vacation this week and wow what a convenient time right for a vacation and that's what everybody is saying and that is a legitimate thing to be suspicious over however however, however <laughs> when all of us came to the same conclusion yep, right away yep. when we were at fox uh, news channel fox occasionally is known for some of their pr people leaking uh, items against uh, mm-hmm. some of their hosts yeah, but when not, it's convenient but not things that aren't true no, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, sometimes when they're not true. really yeah. Yeah. yeah i didn't know that sometimes they'll Why leak would... anti things against their own people now would they do hmm. that so they could get power over that show no yeah. uh, i'm Which, sure not no. i'm sure okay. was, that because that no, was a that bit would, too far that would no. be crazy anyway but you were saying, it happened to us we had a <laughs> scheduled vacation that had mm-hmm. been on the books for months yep and yep. you know as always was the case mm-hmm. there were people attacking us from mm-hmm. you know the left and the media mm-hmm. and when right before we went on vacation somebody who knows who it could have who been knows but leaked to the press that fox had actually suspended us and we're going to take us off the week or off the air for a week uh because of all the controversy around the show and of absolute course absolute lie absolute lie to the point of that we had all of the emails 
scheduling the vacation. Thank yeah. God we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we, had the e- we had all the e- emails, documents. We all had plans. We all mm-hmm. had flights booked and everything. Yeah, yep. and so we had we were able to prove it to the reporters who actually did report the truth on that one. But like, oh, and they only did it because they hated Fox and Roger Ailes more than us. Yes. That's true. That's, At know, that time, right. they the only hated reason, Fox if, more than if, they hated yeah. us. Yeah. If they, if it would have been anybody else, they would have went ahead. Even with all of the evidence, they would have gone ahead. I think people would be blown away to know what Fox did on certain occasions to their own Fox. Are we? I'm sorry. Are we, Allegedly. Are we now? Allegedly. Yeah. Are we now just openly talking about just this? Open, sure. Okay. Why not? All right. Allegedly. Probably not Allegedly. a wise idea. No. No. Mm-hmm. Probably. But it's a surprise. That's been talked about by many, though. It it is. Is. Yeah. There's been yes. movies made <laughs> about it. In fact, uh, several. Yeah, several movies uh-huh. made about it. Um, but the point is, though, you could argue maybe he, I don't know. They keep saying, like, oh, he always goes on vacation around his birthday. And maybe he does. I mean, Maybe. Of course, every personality takes a summer vacation, yeah. so it would not be surprising. On the other hand, I have not seen the emails be produced yeah, by the anybody. The first thing, I, I mean, I haven't, I haven't said anything about him, you know, maybe not on vacation because of we our experience. It. We've we gone through, through it. Sometimes mm-hmm. that happens, and it's just, it just happens. Um, and I don't think that CNN would have had a problem with him on the air through all of this. I don't think so either. I don't know what he would say, though. What, but, it'd but, be a tough position to to be in. But like right? if you are a supposed truth teller, which Cuomo, Chris Cuomo says all the time, I'm just bringing it to you straight. I'm giving it to you straight. Yeah. Well, then get out there and defend your brother. What do you really believe? You're telling mm-hmm. him behind the scenes to go after these women and say they're lying. Get on the air and say that these women are lying, if that's what you believe. Get on the air and say what you think about the biggest story, obviously in the country and also in your world. As this is your brother, and so this is CNN has allowed him to 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 navigate this any way Mm -hmm. he wants, as if he's the biggest and greatest television personality of all time. Well, he is seventeenth in his time slot. By the way, uh, (laughs) (laughs) by the way, uh, Tucker Carlson is going to be joining us in about fifteen minutes. Um, who is right, like, who like, is, is the biggest guy on cable news right but now? But you know yeah. what? I mean, if if this would have been us, is there any doubt in your mind if somebody was coming? Let's just say after one of you two, mm-hmm. and uh, you were you were guilty, which clearly, Stu, whatever it is they're charging, you are guilty. <laughs> Thank you. Is there any doubt in anybody's mind, even if it worked to my detriment, if I believed that Stu was innocent or he was guilty? That I wouldn't come on the air and say it? You'd have to. Oh, you, you would. Absolutely. Absolutely. You'd have to address absolutely. it. Now, that doesn't, right. you know, maybe you don't, it's not every minute of every show. Yeah, maybe but it's like, just right. like I to. coming out. Look, I worked with this guy for a long time. I had no idea about this. It looks pretty damning. Uh, I want the system to work, but he's not on the show right now. And when it's all over, we'll decide whether he's on the show. To be clear, this is a theoretical uh, case. Well, You're not actually not, stating. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It could happen. Did anybody see this coming when Andrew Cuomo was writing the book and selling the no. book? No. 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 Didn't no. See it. And true. how do we know what you've been doing the past week? Yeah. We don't. That's don't. We, don't, <laughs> don't know. we don't know. It could be anything. It you see all those people who have died of COVID in a the lot. last? A lot. A lot. Where was Stu? We I don't know. Thank you. He was at Obama's super spreader event. <laughs> Did you also see that uh, in Martha's Vineyard, the COVID cases have doubled? Now, I don't know if it's this quick from the weekend outing right. that he Oh, had, if it happened in Texas, amazing. they would be saying it they was. They would. Of course they would. They absolutely Of course would. they would. That is amazing. I, look, doubled. I, double. I mean, this has got to be, I, I 100%, of course, blame 
Barack Obama. I mean, a funny thing is that, you know, they did this big thing about Provincetown where that mm-hmm. was the big case where they had this outbreak. And like, again, you know, that's not exactly representative, I would say. Uh, that particular weekend known as, what is it, Bear Week or whatever? I don't I, know. I, I'm not I, up I, on my province. I learned <laughs> quite a bit from uh, from Megyn Kelly uh, okay. and Andrew Sullivan talking huh. about this, yeah. um, but that it, that it was apparently a week where people come out and do things they wouldn't maybe isn't completely representative of the rest of society uh let's maybe wow yeah in a a real lefty part of the town yeah a a lefty part of the (laughs) country very well known this particular weekend okay and i guess what it looks like is that the rates haven't gone crazy so they basically have changed all of the uh the guidance on vaccinated people and all of this based on a study that didn't even raise local rates of COVID. I think their positivity rate is like 2.8% or something in Provincetown after the study is over. So it didn't even happen. Like what they were mm. worried about didn't even really set in. Yet the entire country is now changing all of our guidance on COVID. Unless you're at Martha's Vineyard. Then you're but totally that's, fine. Yeah. That's way that's off the coast. Tented way It's like nice. almost Africa. <laughs> um, all right. Tonight on the Wednesday night special, what happened to the freedom protest in Cuba? It seemed like it was an almost breakthrough moment for the people who have been living under a communist dictatorship for 60 years. But then what happened? Just a few weeks ago, Cuba was on the verge of its own Arab Spring type moment, fueled by Cubans using social media to coordinate massive street protests. What happened to those people? Where are those people? Tonight, I'm going to give you some idea what Cubans are up against and why it matters to our future. We cannot make the mistake of writing this off as just a Cuban communist problem. Opposing communism used to be a, a unifying cause for Americans. But this freedom flare up in Cuba has shown that is no longer a cause. That's a huge problem for those of us who believe in freedom. Join me tonight for Cuban Spring, debunking the left's lies about hashtag SOS Cuba. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern on blazetv.com slash Beck. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save on your subscription. Blazetv.com slash Beck. I've saved thousands of dollars over the last few years when I got Car Shield. If you if your car is past warranty, you got to start thinking about what car repairs are going to cost you and usually it's like a, it's not worth it. And you don't want to get a new truck or a new car because you've already paid for it. And so now that it's paid for, now comes all these expensive repairs. Not if you have Car Shield. You you know that these repairs are going to come and you want to be able to not have to worry about the really expensive ones for covered repair. Car shield is the best. They take care of the repair with your choice of the mechanic. You get roadside assistance and rental. It's a breeze. You will save. I've saved probably in total over the last five years. I bet I've saved $10,000 of car repairs. That's a lot. Get back on the road and see why CarShield cars go farther. It's carshield.com slash Beck. Carshield.com slash Beck. Save 10% now. Deductible may apply. Carshield.com slash Beck. The Glenn Beck Program.
This is the Glenn Beck program coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, Tucker Carlson, who is probably one of the more fearless people uh, on the planet today in media. He does not flinch. Uh, he makes a great case, obviously surrounded by really good researchers and uh, and writers and is on every night, no matter if they the gangs gather at his house uh, to intimidate him and his uh, family or, you know, they follow him into a fishing store in Montana, which the press, by the way, did not have a problem with. They said, you know, that's what happens when you're reviled in America. Really? Hmm. Wow. You know, if, so if if some of you walked into a store and people treated you like that, you would say, hey, well, I'm reviled by half the country. Really? Uh, anyway, uh, he's going to be joining us here in just a second. I'm going to talk to him about his uh, his book, The Long Slide. And it's 30 years of American journalism. And what he has to say is is really important. And again, just the intro is uh, brave in the in the uh, preface of it. He takes down Simon and Schuster uh, and and talks about what was going on. The reason why that's important is Simon and Schuster published this book. Uh, and he's absolutely right about the CEO John Carpet, Simon and Schuster, and and how they are how they are um, silencing dissenting voices, and it makes absolutely no sense at all. Anyway, we're going to talk to Tucker Carlson about his book, also the NSA uh, spying on him. How comfortable is he with with saying that they? They did indeed do all of this. They wanted to leak the communications to take his show off the air. How comfortable is he with that? And what is the latest? Tucker Carlson joins us after the top of the hour news break. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, uh, let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Look, let's be honest. I'm fat. I'm out of shape. Got it. Got it. So why would I be talking to you about a protein bar? Because this particular protein bar does not recommend you eat the number of these protein bars that I eat in a day. These are candy bars. And, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the, the donut holes, you know, or the mini donuts. If I eat them one at a time, it's not like, you know, it's uh, they're donut holes. <sighs> it's not like I'm eating a whole donut. Anyway, Built Bar, they're, they're about 180 calories, I think, max. Uh, most of them are about 120, 130 calories. They have 4 to 5 grams of sugar, only 4 to 5 net carbs. They taste really good. They've got unbelievable flavors. This is why I'm, I'm telling you about them, is because they do taste like a candy bar. But if you eat them in the right amounts, they're, they're actually really good for you. Built Bar, fat people unite. It's a candy bar. Built.com. Go there now. Order Built Bars. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15. Save 15% off your first order. Promo code BEC15. 15% off at Built.com.
A man I would classify uh, as a friend, Tucker Carlson, uh, a guy who I don't always agree with, and he doesn't always agree with me, but I think he's one of the bravest men on television today. He speaks the truth. He does his best to find the truth, and then he comes under attack for it in every aspect of his life. But he remains standing. He is on the program in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Let me tell you about uh, uh, my pillow, the now famous my pillow. To the incredibly comfortable mattress topper from MyPillow, the soft cotton of the Giza Dream Sheets, Mike Lindell has revolutionized the way Americans sleep. You lay your head down on that big pillow, and uh, it's not going to get hot. You're not going to be fluffing it all night. That alone is practically a miracle. But I'm also sandwiched between incredibly comfortable mattress topper and the softest, most comfortable sheets imaginable. I'm as happy as a clam, but... Clams sleep on sand. I don't. The Giza Dream Sheets. They're on sale now for a limited time. 50% off of the promo code BECK. Made with Giza cotton, the softest cotton in the world. And they just get softer and softer every time you use them and every time you wash them. MyPillow products. They come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials and get the Giza Dream Sheets for as low as $49.99 with the promo code BECK. Giza Dream Sheets now. MyPillow.com. Use the promo code BECK. Get them for $49.99. Mr. Tucker Carlson. He has a new book out. It has uh, been released today through Simon & Schuster. Uh, it is called The Long Slide, 30 Years in American Journalism. Welcome to the program, Tucker. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Uh, I, I, wanna, I want to let's start with first just the um, the NSA scandal that's going on. Uh, how comfortable are you that we're going to find out what's really going on that the watchdog uh, for the intelligence agencies are, are going to be fair and independent. Well, I don't think it's a scandal. I mean, it's totally, you should have the expectation when you live in America, if you criticize the regime, then they read your email. I mean, I, I learned, so I thought that was illegal and mm. un-American and an assault on civil liberties. But I learned from the daily beast that actually, if you complain about it, then you hate America. Ah, so okay. just All right. sh- shut up and accept it. You have no privacy the war on terror has been turned against American citizens, but you deserve it because you're a white supremacist. Correct. That, that's what I've been told. Correct. It is. It, it's it's pretty phenomenal what is going on in America, <laughs> especially with the with the uh, uh, with the intelligence agency. I mean, you now have not only Americans being spied on, you're being spied on, but you also have the Capitol Police becoming an intelligence agency. The post office? It's so It's so distressing. I mean, I, I moved to Washington when I was 15. My dad worked for the federal government. He worked with the CIA. I applied to work at the CIA when I graduated college in operations. I thought it was a totally honorable thing. We understood, and, you know, you're, we're, the sa- we're the same age about, so you remember, we understood the U.S. government and our intel agencies and our military and our federal law enforcement. Honorable. Designed to protect us and honorable. Yeah. Exactly right. If you... You know, the idea that your son would grow up to be an FBI agent, you're thinking, wow, you know, I, I would be really proud of him. Mm-hmm. I wanted to work there. I mean, that tells you how I felt about it. And the difference, look, you can't turn 
the awesome law enforcement and intel gathering powers of the federal government against American citizens on a wholesale basis. Like that's the nightmare scenario. We have a lot of laws in place designed to prevent it. And now it's happening. And it's just bewildering to me that like no one says anything about it. Like this is totally cool. This is the way it works. No, it's not cool. It's not the way it works. If you care about democracy, you're opposed to this with yeah. everything that you have. If, if they can do this, what they did to Donald Trump, and they can do this to you, what makes the average American think they won't turn it on them easily? Because well, you'll have no exactly. chance. It, that's exactly right. And I, I'm, I'm concluding things and saying things out loud that I, I just, three years ago, I never would have imagined I would say or yeah. think. I, you know, I would have thought, oh, that's paranoid. That's crazy. I think I'm the least paranoid, you know, sunniest, most optimistic, naive person I know. I mean, I never assume bad motives on the part of any American. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. want to anyway. But, um, yeah, I think if you're paying attention, you're deeply concerned about where we're going. And that's not a partisan point. You know, if you care about basic civil liberties, like the right to disagree, the right to speak your mind, the right to follow your own conscience, the right to raise your family, you know, roughly the way you want to. Nothing crazy. This is not ideological stuff. Let me let me wait, 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 wait. Let me come back to that for a second on that. That's not an ideological point. And just ask you one last question on this. Do you know who unmasked you? I don't know. Um, I I was in Washington for a funeral. I, I moved out of Washington after 35 years. I didn't have much choice, so I did. And I was back, and I ran into a very old, very close friend of mine who said, who, who said, let's get together. I've got to talk to you about something. Who said in person, you know, you are planning this trip to Russia. And I said, well, I haven't told anybody that, so I don't know how you'd know. Because, and then this person told me that the NSA had been reading my electronic communications, my texts and emails, and had unmasked me and was going to spread this to news organizations to suggest that I was somehow a disloyal American. Jeez. And it just, it's, it actually scared me. I'm not normally rattled by stuff, but that's so over the top that I immediately called like the only person in politics I would ever talk to is a U.S. Senator who's wise. And I said, this, this kind of this kind of scares me, honestly. What should I do? And he said, you got to go public with it because you don't have any other defense. Yep. I mean, what is, you don't have actual power. You're just the only power you have is to talk, which is true. And you need to do that right away as, a, you know, prophylactically as a self-defense move. Yep. And so I did. And I felt like kind of a lunatic. You don't want to go on TV. I mean, would you want to go on the air and say they're spying on me? No, you sound like a nutcase. Right. But I didn't feel like I had a choice. Um, all right. So let me let me go back to where you just said this is not a partisan issue, because I think it is. And I think your book is is um, kind of evidence uh, of that. You, you you talk about the 30 years in American journalism, the long slide. And you yourself say you couldn't do the things you couldn't report uh, the things um, today that you were doing back then. You couldn't. Um, uh, the, the system is no longer what it was when we thought at least we all agreed with each other and we were all seeking the same, same outcome. I don't think there, I don't think all of Americans even agree on your right to privacy and your right of freedom of speech anymore. Well, you're absolutely right. And it's kind of, I mean, I'm sure you have this experience every day. Things are changing so quickly. You wake up in a brand new country but it's hard to get perspective on how profound the change is because there are so few mile markers. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, it just seems like, oh, I guess it's always been this way. Going back and reading 30 years of 
journalism, mostly magazine journalism, um, was just kind of a shock. I mean, a lot of the pieces in the book I wrote for the New York Times. Can you imagine? Esquire magazine. I wrote for the Washington Post. I, you know, I wrote for GQ. There's no chance no. I would ever. I wrote for the New Republic. I know. I also had a lot of friends over the. I mean, a lot of friends, not just a few, like a lot, who were Democrats. I went hunting with them. I went on trips with them. I I hunted with them all my life. Um, and now that's impossible. I mean, they wouldn't have me. I, I'm actually, I've never been very partisan. I'm not super impressed by the Republican Party, that's for sure. I don't like the Democratic Party, but I don't hate people because of their voter ID, you know, because of who they vote for. I just, that's not my temperament. And so reading this, you really... I really got the sense that, boy, you know, it's a completely different world. We are polarized to the point where you, you wonder how we reach agreement on, on anything. And to your point, you know, what do we agree on? You know, what do we have in common? This is a, has always been a, a multiracial country with no state religion. You know, we've always been, in some sense, a diverse country. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I like that. But you have to have something that unites you, something that we all agree on. Like, why are we all living on this continent together, sharing a common federal government if we don't agree on anything? So what do we agree on? What is the American creed that unites us? And increasingly, it's hard to answer that question. It used to be the Bill of Rights. Yes. It used to be the Bill of Rights. And I I contend you could get uh, a, a maybe a majority, a slim majority to disagree with maybe eight of the first 10 in the Bill of Rights. You have nothing left if you don't have the Bill of Rights. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. It's at this point, if you can't agree on that, I mean, let's just be totally blunt. Countries don't hang together because they hang together naturally. There's a, you know, there's a centrifugal force is a physics principle. And this is a huge country and it's diverse on every level, not just ethnically, but geographically. People you know, the country won't hang together unless we work intentionally and ceaselessly to to create a reason for it to hang together. And it can't just be force. It can't just be, you know, we control the Pentagon, obey. That That's not enough. You need consent of the governed. And they ha- the majority needs to agree that we're in this together for a reason because we share this in common. And if you set out to destroy those bonds, if you set out to increased tribalism which is what they're doing no your first loyalty is to your ethnic group are you joking you're a hutu you're a tutsi like how do you think that ends it's so insane and so i just think we need a national movement starting like this afternoon to figure out what it is we have in common and to emphasize that because otherwise i mean it's just very clear where this is going to go what um when you look at other countries i mean for a long time we were you know, we got to be more like Europe. We got to be. I, in some ways, I'd love to be like some of the countries in Europe. Some of the country, <laughs> some of the countries in Europe are are preaching against us. They're like, don't yeah. follow America. Whatever's come, whatever poison is coming out of there, don't do it. Um, and I've heard you talk about Hungary and <clears throat> the way the way that the government is now in Hungary. They are more free than we are. Well, that's I, I, I mean, it's just funny to be in your 50s because you, you dimly remember a life yeah. before this. And you're, what you just said it just makes me laugh because I was in Europe last week and I thought that the whole time we mocked Europe. I mean, constantly mocked Europe. And, and 
how sad is it? I take no joy in noting what's true, which is when in, if you're in Budapest and you disagree with the with the ruling party, you, you don't need armed bodyguards. You're not going to be silenced. The majority of media in Hungary are opposed to the ruling party. The ruling party may lose in the coming elections. And that's you know, that's how things work in a representative democracy. You know, like you, you have peaceful transfers of power and people are allowed to say what they think and store windows aren't smashed because they disagree with the COVID policy or the Black Lives Matter or the trans policy. It's like, it's all right. How is that not freer? It is freer. It is. For, and that just that just crushes me. I know. Me too. Um, let me ask you, because uh, I, I finished my the last book I did. Uh, I've been with Simon and Schuster for 20 years and I want nothing to do with John Carp. Uh, the yeah. CEO, uh, they started firing conservatives at Simon and Schuster, uh, started closing things down. And uh, it, it, it made no sense to me. You have this publisher. Simon and Schuster is your publisher for this book. And yeah, that's right. You go after them uh, in the book. I mean, that takes balls. Well, yeah, I mean, they and I told them I was going to. I mean, there's something. Well, they published it. So they know. Yeah, they know well what's in it. And in fact, I. I dedicated it to John Carp effectively. Um, so, you know, they know. But what? look, it's really simple. They're one of the most powerful book publishers in the world. Mm-hmm. They should not be abetting censorship. The whole point of publishing and of journalism is to keep open this free exchange of ideas. You don't agree with at least half of them. But it's important for people to be able to voice them. In fact, it's essential. You can't have a democracy without that. So you can't be for censorship. And they are. And I, I was shocked when they canceled Josh Hawley's book because they didn't like his vote. You may not like his vote. OK, that's that's all right. But Josh Hawley has a right to air his views. They canceled his book. They issued a press release calling him a terrorist. And I Jeez. watched this with my jaw open, knowing that I had a book due to them. So I called John Carp and I said, what is this? And I said, I feel a moral obligation to report this out because I'm getting paid by Simon and Schuster. I'm participating in this. I'm benefiting from your censorship. And I feel bad about that. So I'm going to write about it. And if you don't want to publish the book, you don't have to. And I think he, they really felt trapped because they knew yeah. that they canceled my book. I was going to go after him, oh, which, yeah. I, which I certainly would. So it was just those, one of these weird circumstances where I got to report out censorship in real time. And I thought that I should. I felt it was my duty to do that. Well, good for you. Uh, I'm no longer with Simon & Schuster. Uh, My contract expired and I couldn't be happier. Uh, Although my next book is (laughs) my next book is coming out self-published. And I don't know anybody of my size that has ever tried that before. So we'll see how it works out. When is that? I mean, I I would love to talk to you about that because that seems like the future. I mean, why are we putting all, you know, our ideas into the hands of censors? I mean, why are we participating in the system? It, um, it is the system. I mean, it's the same. I'm in the same place I was in, you know, 10 years ago when I started the Blaze TV, where it, it didn't make any sense. The All the tools aren't really there. Nobody's actually breaking the, the uh, molds on this. But it has to be done because I'm not well, going to I'm not going to sit and be held hostage uh, by a, uh, a corrupt system. It's ridiculous. I, I look back and I realize how stupid I when you started Blaze TV, I was like, what? You know, you were like the biggest guy in cable news. Why don't you just, you know, just stay in cable news? Why, you know, why make the effort to do this? And I'm just so grateful that you did. I really, really am. And I'm grateful just as an, I'm not, I'm not saying this, by the way, as flattery. I mean it. 
totally sincerely. The fact that you're self-publishing, that you built your own thing, those turned out to be incredibly prescient and important decisions because the current system is unsustainable. It just we don't have freedom of the press. We have to build our own. And so thank you for doing that. Yeah. Well, I, as you know, because I I write to you from time to time just to thank you for your monologues and your bravery. Uh, thank you for standing up. I've been in your position. I know what it's like. I know what it's like for your wife and your children. And uh, I, I truly pray for you and uh, admire your courage, Tucker. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that, Glenn. Thank you. You bet. Uh, the name of the uh, the name of the book uh, that you can get it's out today. The Long Slide: Thirty Years in American Journalism with Tucker Carlson. By the way, Tucker is going to be doing a uh, podcast with me in the next couple of weeks, so we'll have a good hour or so to be able to, to uh, further our conversation. Uh, let me tell you about AMAC. If you haven't joined AMAC yet. Uh, There's a few good reasons you should. First and foremost is the advocacy for conservatives. This is the Association of Mature American Citizens, and they are on it. They are on it, and they invite you to be a part of it, and they, they help shape things in Washington, and there is power in numbers. It's why we need to support people that are on the right track. We need to do business with people who are helping us. You know, uh, AMAC is, what, almost two and a half million um, uh, members now. That's a lot. At the peak of the NRA's uh, power, they had, I think, five million Americans. And look how powerful that was. There is power in numbers. It's why Biden is trying to get everybody to unionize. We need to be together. Now, you get all the benefits and the uh, and the information that you need that you get, you know, from any place else. But I think you get it better, really, from AMAC. Uh, make sure your voice is heard. Stand with the people who are standing with you. You'll also get life insurance products, travel discounts, and much more. It is AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Make sure you join now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Uh, today, I want to talk to uh, I want to talk to immigrants. Yesterday, I spent an hour taking phone calls from people who had no reason to make it at all. They had no reason to believe they'd ever make it because of their childhood, the things that they went through, the things that they did. And yet they found their way to success, however they define it. Today, I want to talk to immigrants. I want to talk to people who have um, come to the United States and played by the rules and done the things that they would have never been able to do in their own country. I think there is a high rate of success with immigrants that when they when they come here, if they apply themselves, they always say the same things to me. Always. You can't get any American to do this job. You can't get anybody to actually uh, care about the work. And I'm talking about I'm talking about people who are stonemasons like Tanya's grandfather was a stonemason. He came from Italy. And he was a bricklayer. He was an artist. Well, nobody in the family is that artist because nobody now wants to work like that. 
And so the stone layers are coming from other countries and they can make it and start their own business so their kids don't have to lay stones. I want to hear from people who came here and had no chance of success either here or in their own country, and yet they found it here. If that's you, call me now. The number is 727-BECK. I'm going to be taking uh, phone calls on this in just a minute. Uh, 727-BECK. I want you to share your story of where you came from and why you came here and what the difference is. It's time to put some good stories out about America. And these are truths. I could tell stories, but why not just talk to the people who are living it every day? Call me at 727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So Michael has written in about his experience with American Financing, and he says, I have been, uh, I've been working with Thea at American Financing since we made the decision to refinance. She's been such a help from day one. She answered all my questions, and there have been plenty. She's returned every call. She works seemingly 24-7. Um, I am resting easy knowing that progress is being made. A friend of mine started his refinancing processes a month before us. We close tomorrow. He's decided to go to American financing as well. He's starting all over. Best of all, my wife and I don't have to go to the closing because the closing is coming to us. Thanks, Thea and American financing. You rock. Michael, thanks for writing in. For the last two decades, American Financing has helped so many people just like you get their financial feet on solid ground. I want you to call American Financing at 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. Don't forget, tonight's Wednesday night special is all about the truth on Cuba. What's really going on? And where's America tonight? BlazeTV.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We're really glad that you are here today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we have some really disturbing things that are going on. YouTube has taken down a second Rand Paul COVID video, suspends him. Uh, he was on the floor of the Senate, in the well of the Senate, when he said these remarks. Uh, it, is, it is protected speech, constitutionally protected speech, doubly so because he said it on the well of the Senate floor. You, that, that is the ultimate protected speech. YouTube doesn't care. Um, and we are getting into a very, very, very bad place uh, with um, all of this. Also, I, I want to show you the pattern of the radical nominees. Yesterday, um, they passed the infrastructure bill and everybody was saying, but infrastructure, infrastructure. <laughs> what infrastructure is in there? The infrastructure of a different America. It is the infrastructure of a very radically different America, one where uh, we're going to be silenced and we will all agree or we won't be able to move around 
quite so much. That's all uh, coming up on later on in today's uh, program. Also, tonight is my Wednesday night special. We need things that can unite us. We need things that we can all get behind. That's why I am so um, passionate. One of the reasons why I'm so passionate about saving people who are slaves, whether they're in Thailand or they're in Iraq. They could be in America or Jamaica. We must. I I don't want to be around people who say, well, slavery isn't always wrong. We all agree that we have to get down to the basics. We all agree that's wrong. All of us. That's we need to find as Tucker was just saying a few minutes ago, find the things we can unite on. One of the things that I don't think we're going to be able to get all of America to unite on, but is so important that we do is Cuba and the people in Cuba. They were having all these protests and then all of a sudden the Internet went out. Hmm. Strange because Facebook and everybody else made it made sure it didn't happen in the Arab Spring, but the Cuban Spring, eh, not so much. So the communist regime, since the protests on July 11th, have taken hundreds of their citizens. We don't know the number exactly. We know for a fact of I think it's 805 citizens that were taken uh, through forced disappearances. Uh, They would sweep people up and then try them 10 or 12 at a time. This is this is not something where you were even allowed an attorney. You were prosecuted without evidence. Some of these people are in jail, prison. Some of them we don't even know if they're alive. Some of them were beaten. Tonight, we are going to tell you what is going on. And we're going to get the real stories from people who have uh, friends and family there Uh, and you don't want to miss tonight's show the crackdown it is it is a a very very important show tonight that you don't want to miss on our wednesday night special the cuban spring debunking the left's lies about hashtag sos cuba you'll find it on blaze tv.com slash glenn if you are not a subscriber please Join us. There is strength in numbers. Become a member today. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and you'll save on your subscription. All right. Let me go to, uh, uh, it was Dennis in Missouri. Let me go to Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Where are you from originally? I am from South Sudan uh, originally. So I came to America in 1999. uh, Mm. 9-9-1999. Wow. And uh, what were your thoughts and hopes and dreams uh, when you came here? Well, when I came here, I spoke really very small English. Just like when you ask my name, I barely just can say my name and where I live. Uh, But my my dream is to learn English. And because I knew that I am in uh, I am living now in one of the greatest countries in the world. Uh, So I I, I went to school uh, uh, for uh, as a program called ESL, English as a Second Language, uh, for two years. And then I went to community college. And then I went to university, Benedict University in Illinois. 
Uh, and then uh, one of the things that I, I learned uh, in school is uh, from one of uh, my professor. He was attorney general. His name is Jim Ryan. And then mm. he, he retired and then he came back to, to, to teach. He, he said this statement from uh, John F. Kennedy that asking what your country, asking not what your country can do, asking what you can do. Uh, and and I, that remember, I remember that vividly that what can I contribute to this country? What can I contribute to myself? And, and, and that's what the topic of yesterday when you ask, like, you know, if you, if you are born into a, a you know, like a tragic situation, yeah. a tragic yeah. situation, what is your life now? So now, you know, I graduated from university and then I, I went, I served in Iraq as a civilian translator. I speak Jeez. Arabic very fluently. Uh, so I work with our troops in Iraq. I went to many, many places in Iraq for two years. And then I came back. I moved to Kansas City. I work for uh, now working with with the city of Kansas City uh, Water Department. Uh, I am a senior administrator. Uh, um, mm. Let me uh, let me ask you this, well. Dennis. Let me yeah. let me let me ask you. In yeah. Sudan, we are told that uh, America is the. I, are you uh, white, black? What color are you? I'm black. You're black. Okay. So uh, we're told that this is the worst place you could come. Uh, if you're a black person, what, why, and what is the difference between America and every other place you've seen? Well, what I have seen in, in, in Africa, even, you know, even I'm black and living, most of the people in Africa, they're black. Even we, we've seen some, some uh, treatment that is not, it's not the same. Uh, uh, they probably could see that, you know, you're from different tribe. You are not the same tribe as the president is. Mm. So uh, you'll be treated differently or uh, in schools too. Uh, you know, you treat differently because you are in, a, in not the tribe, the majority tribe. So uh, I, I think when I came to America, you know, people talked about racism. I, I don't see it's there, but it, it's not really, a, you know, I, I haven't seen that, you know, really in, in my life living here. So as I said, again, you know, this is one of the greatest countries, regardless of what is happening, you could make your way. Uh, you know, when I was in Africa, I don't have shoes. I don't have enough food. We eat one meal. Uh, now I have five. I, I have like 12 shoes, you know, and, and you could make your life if you live wow. right. Dennis, I I love your story. Thank you very much. God bless. Let me go to Tom in Colorado, who uh, came from Poland. When were you in Poland, Tom? Well, I was born in Poland um, in the 60s. I'm slightly older than you are. It's a longer story, but nothing as compelling as what you had on yesterday. Mm. People that have gone to hell in their lives, as they were describing it yesterday. I basically uh, came uh, through three different countries, emigrated when I was 22 with then my girlfriend to Germany. Was not allowed to work there. Um, There was a possibility of migrating to Canada, and that's what we did after two years. Um, And and you you left communism then. You would come here then in the 80s. I left in 86, yes. 86. So you know what communism was like in Poland. Well, and that's where I now have a lot of retirees uh, that my friends, and I see that they're not um, basically have the same um, curiosity that I had when I was growing up in Poland. We used to live, uh, we used to listen to Radio Free Europe, which Mm -hmm. was sponsored by American government. And at that time, we were always seeking alternative news because what we were being fed on a daily basis was 
laughable. Everybody knew that, but somehow everybody kind of went along to live along. Uh, and so, Boy, right does that now, sound familiar? Cuba. <laughs> yes, right now, as you've mentioned, Cuba. Uh, that's the main thing that I'm asking people is like, look what happened first. They first shut down the internet. For what reason? So you would not have access to alternative news. We all have access to alternative news, but nobody is seeking it. Everybody's used to what you've described, Cronkite and everybody else saying this is the news. And everybody trusts what we're hearing on a daily basis. And some singular voices like yours or Russia's or, or other uh, talk, show, uh, talk, show, uh, talk show hosts, uh, you have to seek those news. You have to be able to listen to you. You have to want to listen to the podcast. Everything else is basically becoming uh, what I've seen in communism and other places like Venezuela. I've been here long enough to see what happened to Venezuela. We're following the same pattern, but somehow being born here, and I have my daughter who actually was born here, so I'm exposed to what school is teaching right now. I'm an older father having a very young daughter. And it's her raising what they're teaching or trying to teach our kids and reversing everything that this country has established over the years. So I am really worried of uh, the path on which we're on and sort of surprised that majority of Americans kind of take this for granted and think that this is somehow going to get reversed. And that last election actually showed us that people were thinking that voting for somebody who's familiar, doesn't matter which party, but mm-hmm. somebody who has been in government for years, somehow is going to bring us to normalcy. Yet we don't see that we are now attacked. We are being attacked by our own government, by all these what you call three-letter agencies. And there is no more constitutional uh, follow-up of the structure of power. Uh, when those three-letter agencies are able to write their own laws, if CDC is allowing to write, their, uh, write the laws in a sense to uh, force us to do certain things, uh, what happens when Department of Defense write their own laws? What happens when Department of Homeland Security yep. starts to write their own laws? Yep. And we're on a very slippery path, and I'm surprised by the speed. Actually, I was very surprised when they mandated masks and all these other restrictions on us as, as uh, individual citizens, and nobody actually lifted more than a finger, with exception of several, several people well, in small places. I will tell you, Tom, uh, that uh, I think that regards to the speed, it's been happening for a very long time, but nobody really paid attention to it. And I think it's going to come down just like the Berlin Wall did. Um, we're going to lose our freedom uh, as the people in Germany did. One night, it's just going to happen. And, and you'll be able to look back and go, oh, yeah, it was happening. It was just building to this moment. Uh, but now it's too late. Now it's too late. I understand. But as our founding father said, we will have to spill blood to regain our freedoms. And that's what I fear. Yeah. And people do not understand that that's the only other step possibly. Uh, Tom in Colorado. I'm sorry we didn't get to your business, but I know that you're successful and you started your own business. And thank you for being a, a great American coming uh, from Poland back in just a moment. Let me tell you about uh, Built Bar talk to you seriously about something uh to anyone within the sound of my voice i need help i'm being hostage no not my terrorist i mean that would be really pretty easy i mean it's my daughter <laughs> she's 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 really feeding me vegan food 
I don't know where else to turn. The only constellation has been Build Bars, which are like healthy protein bars. They're made with real chocolate. <laughs> so they taste great and everything. I mean, in case she's listening, I love the vegan food, honey. I really, no, I ser- seriously, help me. Uh, Built Bars, in addition to be made with real chocolate, they're low-calorie, low-carb, high-protein, and high-fiber. They have nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor. Get the mix box, and you can try two of each for the nine flavors. They have a new URL, super easy to remember. It's Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 to get 15% off now at Built.com. You were listening to the Glenn Beck Program. This week, I am uh, talking to people that have made it in America, where the odds were against them, uh, and they have found themselves successful in America. Things that just don't happen elsewhere. Uh, today, I'm talking to immigrants. If you're an immigrant that came to this country because you couldn't succeed elsewhere uh, and you came here and you did what and what did you find about America? Tomorrow, I want to talk to people who uh, have been at the very rock bottom, alcoholism, suicide, whatever, and have turned it around. If that's you, that'll be on tomorrow's program. Let me go to Aurora in Arizona. Uh, you, your husband is an immigrant from Panama. That's correct. Yeah. T- tell me about him. Okay. He's actually right here. I'd love to have oh. him tell you. His name is Carlos. Okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Blaine, very nice to meet you, sir. Nice to meet you, Carlos. So you were in Panama. Did you live uh, under the dictators? I lived my entire life under the dictatorship. I came here to the U.S. when I was about 25 years old. But I lived through the invasion of Panama. I uh, lived through the years when Noriega was ruling Panama. And I've seen a lot of uh, some of the similarities that we live in our country that today we're nope. having here in this country. is just incredible, incredible. But I was, uh, I was in Panama uh, when the invasion happened in 1989 and Noriega was removed. And in 1991, I had the chance to come here to the U.S. as a student. I went to Texas to study English. I went to Houston, Texas to study English. I mean, first of all, who goes to Houston, Texas to study English when everybody speaks Spanish? <laughs> <out there>, right? <laughs> right. How's your Spanish, Glenn? How's your yeah, Spanish? Not good. Not good. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I moved to Utah because I... Uh, I met my, my wife's brother in Panama. He was an airplane mechanic, and he mm-hmm. told me about my wife, and I moved to Utah, and then uh, we got married. And then I decided to join the military because I wanted to return the same thing that the United States did for me when mm-hmm. I was in Panama. I wanted to be part of something big, so I joined the military in, uh, in 1994, and I served for almost 22 years. God bless you. So I, I went to Iraq, Afghanistan, and I served uh, a lot of uh, many years in uh, Colombia, you know, uh, I, I, in drug operations. I have to, I have to cut you loose. We're up against a network break, but thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your success story and your travel from dictatorship to freedom. Hopefully, it's not a return ticket now. It's the Glenn Beck program.
open up the phones to immigrants, people who have come here from other parts of the world, um, you know, especially those who came here because they couldn't make it in their own home country. Uh, Maybe they were they were living under dictatorship or communism. They came here from some situation and they came here the right way. And now they've made it. I want to hear your story of America because I'm tired of hearing all the other stories. 727-BECK is the phone number. going to go to the phones here in just a second. Also, an update. I've been talking to you about hitting franchises. That is the way to send a message. If you hit franchises, well, we go there in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. Let me t- uh, let me tell you about uh, Raycon. Raycon wireless earbuds. The best thing that I have heard in a long time. How how long do your earbuds last before they run out? Uh, oh gosh, I don't even know. Yeah, but... can you can you make it if you're flying coast to coast? Oh yeah, you can't even make it coast to coast. Okay, all right. Raycon now has a 32 hour battery life. <laughs> gosh, 32 hours. You you could wear those. You know, for two days without recharging them. Yeah. And they're great headphones, too. They're really good. Uh, they're great. They sound great. They fit flush against your ear. They're not like dangling like your dopey earring things from Apple. Yeah, but they're half the price of Apple. Oh. So, oh. and they come with a 45 day happiness guarantee. So, what do you have to lose? If you're looking for earbuds, you, you really have one choice buyraycon.com slash back. Buyraycon.com slash back. Save 15% off now on these Raycons. It's buyraycon.com slash back. Tonight on Glenn TV, there's a movement for freedom underway in Cuba, a demand to end the dictatorship. But the American left says the Cuban suffering is our fault. Glenn debunks the lies and asks Big Tech, where's your love of democracy now? What can Americans do to help? Watch Cuban Spring, debunking the left's lies about hashtag SOS Cuba. Tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. All right, I want to get to the phones here in just a second. Talk to uh, people who have come from other countries. The stories are fantastic. We'll get to that here in a second. First, I want to just give you an update on something I've been talking about for the last few weeks, and that is franchisees. You've got to hit the franchisee. Uh, If you want to make an impact now, everybody, you know, if you want to stop Coca-Cola from being so woke and training people to not be so white, you're going to complain to Atlanta all the time and they are not going to care. They're not going to care. You're not going to convince the woke board of directors to switch. Okay. however, you can go to your local Coca-Cola bottling plant, local Coca-Cola bottling plant. This is like a franchisee. These are people that they don't have anything to do with Coke. They bottle Coke and deliver Coke. And they're living in your neighborhood. So many of them probably feel exactly the way you do. And so when you go to them and say, hey, you know what? I, I, I can't order any Coke from you as a company anymore. I just can't do it. And I want to. But no chips, no nothing. I'm not getting any of the vending machines 
done by you because you're in bed with Coca-Cola and I'm just at a breaking point. I, I, I can't have everybody teaching uh, my children and teaching all the employees at Coca-Cola that they should be less white. That's wrong. And you know it. And so I can't do it anymore. I guarantee you enough people go to the local Coca-Cola bottling company and say things like that. And you're going to see a change. Now, I've already told you about Unilever and how Unilever now is in a tight spot between Ben and Jerry's and their franchisee owners. Ben and Jerry's and Unilever, all Unilever does is just provide the ice cream. They get it from Ben and Jerry's and they put it into stores. Okay, And then Ben and Jerry's sells these franchise uh, uh, locations where you can go and have your local Ben and Jerry's uh, franchise. Well, 40 of them, count them, four, zero, 40 of them have uh, have uh, said, I can't do it anymore. You're killing us. You're killing us. And you got to stop with your boycott on Israel. Well, Ben and Jerry's made it worse by having a conference call on Saturday. And they said this is a learning opportunity for you to learn how bad Israel is. Uh, they didn't like that. They didn't like that. Now the franchisees are looking at how do I get my money back for my franchise? And Unilever is going to have to make a decision. Last story. Subway owners, Subway, the franchise of Subway, that's not owned by corporate Subway. That's a local Subway owner. The Subway owners want kneeling Megan Rapinoe dropped as a spokesperson. Subway is in charge of the advertisement, but the local stores are the ones that are getting all the heat for it. And so they had a North American Association of Subway Franchisees meeting, and a lot of these franchisees stood up and said, I'm tired of apologizing. I'm tired of saying, I know, I know, I'm with you, I know. They were demanding that they fire her. This is the key you have to act locally you can't think about these global corporations because they don't care but they do care you want to you want to make a difference you start saying i'm not going to buy any nordstrom's you're selling uh nike until you stop selling nike i can't do business with you anymore you make the local franchise uncomfortable and then nordstrom says i we can't sell nikes anymore because all the people are coming into our store and saying they're not going to do it anymore the, su the subway example is such a good one because you pay part of your franchise fees for and national and half, advertising four and a half percent yeah so like they are using that money to not promote your product to take your customers and have them go somewhere else for lunch or dinner yep and come in and complain to you. So you're sitting out there trying to talk down some irate customer because they have because a, 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 a national company is running an ad with a crazy soccer player. Which, by the way, soccer. Why would you ever hire anyone who plays soccer uh, to advertise <laughs> okay, your product? All right, I got it. That's just an anti-soccer stance. Yeah. But I mean, again, like this is supposed to be helping you. It's as, not. A, as a franchisee, right. not hurting you, not right. distracting you from your actual Correct. work because you have to talk down a customer. So I, I just want you to know they passed the infrastructure bill. And then today they've passed the three and a half trillion, trillion. dollar. Tri <laughs> I have to look at you for a trillion, yeah. right? 
three and a half trillion dollar uh, spending package that is the second half of the infrastructure in it. It is going to fundamentally change American um, the American culture, the American business landscape. It is going to change us uh, and it is going to be a fight between the big guys and the local store owners. You need to support the local things and make your voice heard at the local levels so they are barking up that chain and saying, I'm sorry, guys, we can't do it anymore. We can't do it. That is your best, I think, plan to uh, for success. And somebody needs to pick this up. All right. Um, let me uh, let me go to the phones in just 60 seconds. Let me just quick for a, an early break. That way we can just talk to people who have fled from other countries and come to America. I want to know why. And I want to know what the difference is. And you succeeded in America. I didn't think anyone could succeed in America. It's a lie. It's a lie that you can't succeed. We're going to talk to immigrants coming up in just a second. First, they say what you uh, they say what you eat. Uh, you are you are what you eat. Well, I'm not eating a lot of fat, and I am fat anyway. Um, Built bar, Built bar. Uh, is a great way for you to stay in shape. Now, I may have built bars, but I also may have too many built bars and a cheeseburger or a slice of pizza and various flavors of ice cream that as long as it's not Ben and Jerry's. I don't discriminate except against Ben and Jerry. Anyway, this is a, supposed to be a built bar and a health, you know, it's a health segment here. <laughs> uh, built bars are low calorie, low carb, high protein, high fiber. Nothing I would buy. You just said all of the wrong words to get me to buy it. Now let me say this. They are unbelievably delicious. They taste like a candy bar. Um, They come in nine different flavors. Uh, They're made with real chocolate. Now I'm interested. Built.com. It's kind of that sweet spot, if you will, right in between good for you and delicious. Built.com, promo code BEC15, get 15% off your next order. It's Built.com, promo code BEC15. 10 seconds, station ID. Oh, man. We have Michael calling in from California. Uh, Michael, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. How are you? Yes, hi. How are you? Very good. You, you came from where? I actually came from Poland. And you moved so to my, California? You should experience yeah, freedom. Really. <laughs> I'm just right now today in California. Oh, okay, good, I good, live good. in the Midwest. Okay, all and right. I, would, I was very smoky here. <laughs> um, so you moved from Poland, and why did you move away and come to America? So my family experienced quite a hell during World War II. So my grandfather was a POW who was murdered by the uh, Soviet and Kavuda, so wow. the precursor of the KGB. So he was only 31 years old. And so the rest of the family was either deported to Kazakhstan and Siberia. The other, uh, the other grandfather was with the uh, British 8th Army. There was a Polish unit there, so he was stationed in Iraq, then Egypt and Italy. After the war, um, most of these soldiers were actually prosecuted. Well, he was staying in England until 1958. 
fearing for his life. And so the family somehow lived in the communist Poland. And so I was growing up in that place, and I couldn't believe you could live in a cage as a human being. Yeah. So uh, I immigrated. I was 20 years old. I basically took a tourist trip and, and just fled and ended up in West Berlin, applied for immigration visa and uh, to the United States, uh, mm. came as a refugee. And when I landed, I had like $300 in my pocket. And a country that was really, really free. That was a huge difference. And, you know, I'm calling the first time ever I would ever call a, a station because what is happening in the United States today, it's scary. I find it terrifying, but only people like you generally agree with me. I was stopped in the mall the other day by a woman from, I think, Poland. And she said, we came here for freedom. And and what's wrong with you people? It's 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 all falling apart. You're, you're going you're you're doing what we escaped from. I never know what freedom is until you lose it. Yeah. So you had three hundred dollars. Uh, and where are you now? I'm in Midwest, so in uh, uh, just uh, in Indiana. But I, uh, when I came, I actually was working three jobs, all part time, and going full time to college on the East Coast, a very prominent school. Uh, so I was the poorest kid on, in that school, with you know friends driving uh, you know Porsches and Mercedes, and I was driving a beat up Chevy. But <laughs> hell, I. <laughs> Excuse me for the H E R made it <laughs> yeah. college and then uh, and then went to graduate school. Then I ended up working for big multinationals worldwide in the United States, overseas, in Japan, in Asia, in Europe, all over Russia and all the territories. So, you know, I was very, very successful after being basically arriving with one suitcase with one pair of shoes to America. Mm. Michael, thank you very much for calling in. God bless you. Let me go to Blanca, I think in Illinois. Uh, Blanca, welcome. Blanca, are you there? Okay, uh, let's go to Paula in Pennsylvania. Am I saying it right? Paula. Paula, okay. Hi, Paula. Yes, hi, Glenn. How are you? I'm good. I'm just a little bit nervous. I'm, I'm oh, not no. a big I don't talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all right. Um, Just me and well, millions from, of oh. others. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's not scary <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> I came from Dominican Republic um, as a child in the early 90s. I was seven years old when I came here. Um, my dad actually came seven years before when my mom was pregnant of me, and it took seven years for him to bring his whole family over. So we were separate, which made it damaged their marriage, but it basically, uh, my mom wasn't going to leave us in Dominican Republic while she was here. So we waited yeah. seven years. Wow. Um, and my dad was a cab driver in New York city. Um, he worked 16 hour days and finally made enough money to put my mom into college. She was a doctor well, a dentist already in my country. Um, couldn't find a job, didn't have anything to show for it. She came here, was accepted into NYU and she graduated and actually, the first year that she worked as a dentist was the first year we ever had a Christmas. 
We wow. actually had toys. It was amazing. My brother and I always remember that because we had nothing. And I always watched my parents pretty much bust in their hump working for us. And um, what my a, dad now. What a great, <laughs> what a great story. Seriously, you are really blessed to have that memory uh, of your family and of your life. I mean, I, I have I have kids um, that are older in their 30s, and they remember when dad was broke and uh, we really had nothing. My younger kids, they were born, you know, around the, the, the height of my success, and they don't have that. And there is something to having uh, the memory of nothing. It it it, Absolutely. it it wakes you up, um, Paula. Yeah, thank take, you. Take nothing for granted. Yep. Thank you so much. Um, all right. Let me go to. Uh, is Blanca there now? Hello, Blanca. Yes, I am. Hi, Hi. Glenn. Thank How? you for taking my call. You bet. And uh, first, first of all, I want to thank God for His grace. And I was because I was born in Colombia, South America, up in the mountains, where we had no. Uh, running water, no electricity, nothing, not even a radio to listen to the news. And I came to this country at the age of 18 years old with $10 in my pocket, no English. I taught myself English. Um, I work as a, um, a nanny and I learned English. I took my GED and then um, I went to the university and I was, by the grace of God, I was able to get a a job selling insurance. So I started from zero clients and I uh, run the office with grace and, and loving my clients and loving God. And I was able to bring this company to be worth millions of dollars. Um, and um, Do you run it. Do you run it now. No, I sold it. I sold it. Uh, I retired at the age of 59 years old. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and I retired. And now I've been retired for nine years. I'm so, Blanca, what do, you, what do you say to people who are saying, you know, I'm so oppressed by a statue that I can't function or that uh, America is such a racist place, you can never make it unless you vote for these people in Washington? Glenn, it breaks my heart and I cry, literally cry when I hear this, because this is a land of opportunities. This is where you can come and be something. I don't say it's easy because I was working 14 hours a day when I started my company. And um, if you work hard and you believe in yourself and you don't give up, you, you sky is the limit. Yeah. And I, I, I thank God because, um, without him, it, you are nothing. But if you trust in God and you work hard because God is not going to put it right at your doorstep, but he gives you, uh, a mind hands in, in, in an opportunity that nowhere in the world, there's no other country in the world like this country where you can be free I would have never, ever been able to succeed in any other country because I came with $10 in my pocket and I was able to succeed because I believe that there is an opportunity to, for everyone. 
for everyone who wants to work hard and not depend on the government. Government is not the answer. Government gets in the way of people getting to be successful in this country. And I am so fearful these days for our country because I'm, this is my country and I would die for my country if I had to these days because there is it's, it's freedom, but the, it seems like we are being attacked. Our freedoms are being attacked. They- well, I will tell you, uh, Blanca, I am uh, more and more, I believe that if somehow or another we could get all of the immigrants together and they could become a pack and they could run commercials and they could make their voices and their stories heard that things would change we're we're only hearing bad stories of you know immigrants we're only hearing that oh they're living in poverty and everything else no no wait wait there are a lot of immigrants to this country because every single person that is here unless you're native american and then i'd argue the land bridge uh is from someplace else you're from someplace else So how could we be a nation of immigrants that hates immigrants and doesn't provide opportunities? This is the Glenn Beck Program. There has never been a better time, uh, and it was never been a better idea, for you to take a portion of your financial portfolio and put it now into gold and silver. They just passed the $3.5 trillion budget uh, package. That is on top of the infrastructure passage, uh, uh, package that they passed yesterday. So we're now about $5 trillion, but wait, there's more. Please, I want you to call Goldline and find out if gold or silver is right for you. The dollar is on uh, numbered days. Goldline will ship you five free one-ounce silver Goldline bars just for completing the application. There's also bonus medals when you complete the buying process. So make sure you ask them how to get those delivered directly to your door. They're standing by. They want to help you now at 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Just call them for the information. Make sure you ask them about the free silver uh, silver uh, gold bars, uh, silver bars and the additional medals at goldline.com. 866-GOLDLINE. All right, brand new Studios America into a brand new Glenn Beck TV tonight. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Tomorrow, you don't want to miss tomorrow's radio program. Um, we are going to we're going to start piecing this together for you, so you know what these infrastructure packages mean. They are building um, infrastructure, but it is infrastructure to combat the capital market uh, that we have always had, the free market that we have always had. Um, we are dramatically changing. Because of the $3.5 trillion package that passed today. It is infrastructure. We'll explain that to you on tomorrow's broadcast. Tonight, you don't want to miss our show on Cuba. We have to stand for the people in Cuba. Um, There are 800 plus people that we know of, that we know of, that have either been killed or in prison and beaten. And some of these are kids And they're going in front of these tribunals 10, 15 at a time, no evidence, 
no lawyer for defense, and they're all just convicted and thrown in. Some of them are just disappearing. And the Cuban government is saying, if you ask about your loved one, or if you let people know that your loved one is missing, a worse sentence for your loved one. And we might come for you. 800 families have decided the, uh, the world needs to know the names. And so they have put together a secret document. We'll show you that tonight and tell you what's really going on. These are people we must stand for. Um, we today are talking to people who uh, have moved from another country and had no chance of, of success in their country, came to the United States. We're told you can't make it in America. I think that's a lie. I know because I came from nothing and I made it in America. I want to hear from people who have come from other places. And you'll notice one of the things that they all have in common is they all learn to speak English. Mm. They all have said separately, the first thing I did was learn how to speak English. Uh, Lucy in North Carolina. Hello, Lucy. Yes. Hi, Glenn. How are you? It's I'm, just a great honor to be on your show. Thank you very much, Lucy. Where are you from originally? Yes. I'm from Bulgaria, and I escaped Bulgaria as a refugee, actually, and it was still communist in 1990. I was in my, uh, I was 20 years old, and I was an artist, actually going to Academy of Fine Arts there. But mm. of course, you know, Bulgaria was communist, super. Um, tyrannical obviously no freedom so we escaped went to austria and we were there in the refugee camp and eventually got accepted to united states and um went to new york city so it's been 30 years but i see what's happening right now here in this country i had only 30 dollars in my pocket uh started from zero basically and went to college again finished my illustration degree top of my class gold medal uh, took basically two years into one working at the same time and um, got accepted to Disney working as an intern for the Lion King back in the days. Jeez. Anyway, long story, <laughs> long story short, now I'm an independent artist and I see what's happening here in this country, which is so disturbing. And so I started painting uh, political work and mm. uh, I'm getting the backlash from the lefty art world. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I've, I'm living that. Yes, I know, because I know you're an artist, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm living that. You know what? But I, I tell you, one of the reasons why I decided to start taking calls like this is because of my experience. Um, there is no way Glenn Beck, no matter how good of an artist I could possibly ever be, there's no way Glenn Beck could ever be a success in an art gallery world. However, I've just proven that wrong. Just what last week or the week before. Um, and tremendous success to the point to where the gallery said, we've never seen anything like this before. Uh, and if I can, if Glenn Beck can get his art carried in a gallery in a place like park city and it's a success, Who's telling you you can't make it? You can't do it. Who who would have credibility with that? It's insanity. 
Yes, this is this is the place of opportunity. And believe me, I was uh, shortly an artist in Bulgaria, and you cannot succeed there. You could not in a communist regime. They really expected you to paint propaganda, and yeah. it was absolutely horrific, poverty, and uh, no, no freedom. And when I came here with hard work, I really became pretty well known in my field, um, signature member of numerous watercolor societies. I painted no and watercolor, but really, I made it, and I feel very successful. But I agree with you. This is the place, and it really pains me to see the situation uh, of where we are right now. This is the last bastion of freedom, and if we lose it, this is it. This is the end. So I I see kind of a merging, the merger of pretty much fascism and communism all into one system. It's what's happening. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Lucy. Hey, Lucy, would you just uh, message me on Instagram? I'd like to follow you and see your work. Uh, She's gone. Okay, I guess not. Uh, Well, it would have been nice. She took a strong stand against you on Instagram. No, I will will never, never, (laughs) never. I don't want you to follow me. Never. Uh, It is. um, It's remarkable how if you watch for patterns it's usually the lefty artists and the lefty you know artists of all types stage screen etc etc that take a country and sell it down the river and and tout these fascistic kind of leaders and movements and then in the end when they're all in prison then uh, you know sometimes Sometimes 10 years, sometimes uh, 80, 90 years later, they all start to go, wait a minute, wouldn't it be great if we all had opportunity and could live side by side and we could have different opinions and we could just be free? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, artists, you should read some history because you guys always, always are leading in the wrong direction. And you know why I think it is? Because it's a bunch of elites that control your world. And you know it. If you don't bow down to the elites, you're screwed. I'm the, the only reason why I'm a success is because I can bring my own audience. You have to gain an audience from the art world. So you need the acceptance of all of these people in the gallery saying, oh, my gosh, it is just so fabulous. Is is that Pantone blue number two? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It just (laughs) screams to me. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. And you get trapped in that world. How many people right now? In all in in all business are doing things you don't want to do. Now there is some part of it where you don't want to do. There are parts of my job I don't want to do. So we don't live in utopia. There are parts that you just don't want to do. But I'm saying how many people are doing things that go against them, that go against what you believe. How many things are you tolerating around you? You can't. You can't anymore. Times are too serious. You can't tolerate it anymore. You have to take a stand. Let me, uh, do I have time for, uh, let me take one more. Let me go to Romay in Florida. Hello, Romay. 
How you doing, Glenn? I'm good. Uh, How are you? I'm doing great. I'm a, I'm, I escaped Cuba when I was 15 years old. I was nine months as a refugee in Guantanamo Bay before I made it to the country. Oh, wow. uh, obviously, at 15, 16 years old, there's nothing to my name. Uh, currently, uh, I'm a business owner, great family, own property. You know, there's, there's no better place to be than here. Uh, what's going on in Cuba, it's, it's basically uh, it's, it's, it's a dictatorship, communism, you name it, and we're heading on the right. We're heading right on that direction. Um, so the right has been on the wall for a long, long time. You see it happening a little bit here, a little bit there, and it's just it's 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 coming. Romain, that's not the way I want to end this uh, segment. Uh, uh, what do you what do you hear? Do you have friends in Cuba? And I have very little family in Cuba. Uh, okay. The last time I went back was about five years ago before my dad died. Um, and, and I experienced some of the medical stuff when I went back to Cuba. Um, and, and I mean, I could write a book about the medical system that everybody calls oh, the greatest so, in the world. Yeah, it's and so good. Is free and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's so good. You found something different yeah. than so good? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Romay, thank you so much. God bless you. And uh, keep up the hard work. Uh, tonight, again, only on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, you're going to be able to watch the nine o'clock uh, episode, nine o'clock Eastern of, of my Wednesday night special. And this time it is on Cuba and it is a really important. So this is this is like when we all said, you know what, we have to stand up for the people who are enslaved by ISIS and we have to do something. I don't know exactly what we have to do, but the first thing we have to do is decide that this is right. That Cubans standing up need to be heard. That Cuba should be free of this dictatorship. And tonight, I hope uh, that you will join me for our 9 o'clock Wednesday night special, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save. Sandra lives in Minnesota, and she writes in about her experience with Relief Factor. She says, I've been hearing you talk about Relief Factor for a couple of years now on your show, and I finally decided to try it because nothing was helping my back pain. I can't tell you how much relief I have experienced. That lower pain that used to be constant is not anymore. I honestly doubted Relief Factor was going to help. I know. Same with me. But with the three-week quick start available, I decided, what do I have to lose? I'm glad I did. I feel like a new person. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sandra, you have joined an elite group of people, those whose lives were once ruled by their pain, but discovered release factor and were able to take their lives back. As a member of that group, I can tell you I wake up every day thankful for Relief Factor. I'm glad you do now, too. Try the three-week quick start trial. It is... Um, it's going to work for you in three weeks or not. So you'll know in three weeks. If it's not working, don't order anymore. But 70% of the people who take it go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com, 800-583-84, relieffactor.com, 800-583-84. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Early this morning in Washington, D.C., the Senate passed the $3.5 trillion budget. Um, 
Chuck Schumer is uh, calling it the most transformational legislation in decades. Is anybody concerned by that? Is anybody concerned? What he's saying is we haven't had something that transforms this nation like this since LBJ and before that FDR. If you know anything about history, those were nightmares. Those were nightmares. LBJ's Great Society has cost us almost every dime until recently. Almost everything in our national debt has come from LBJ. The rest of it pretty much came from uh, FDR. Not, not talked about often enough as the worst president in American history. I mean, he's he's in the running. For he's that in the role. running. Uh, you might not be number one, but he's yeah. in that conversation. Wilson, of course. Woodrow Wilson, though, he took a country that was going one direction. Foundational principles still were hanging around and mm-hmm. jolted it, like put it in reverse from like we were going three miles an hour forward and he put it in reverse. We started going backward. LBJ, we were going backward already at 50 and then he jammed on the gas even harder and we're going 150. Yeah. He really accelerated our problems. So, you know, what's interesting is uh, Barack Obama was a transformational president, but he is not going to be remembered as he's going to be a footnote to Joe, Joe Biden. The Joe Biden administration, which is amazing to say, it's amazing because he was a footnote to Obama's administration. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I mean, Obama is running it. I mean, his people are running this administration. Yeah. 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 Uh, And so uh, what this is, what this is doing to us. I mean, this is this bill. It doesn't really have anything except, you know, a bunch of structure that should scare the living daylights out of people. And then it's up to uh, the the three uh, three letter agencies, FDA, et cetera, et cetera, to put meat on the bones. This just says, hey, this is a framework we kind of want. And uh, we're going to give you all this money. You work it out on how exactly you're going to you're going to do that. That's how insane this bill is. It it encourages and gives power to unelected officials we are living in Woodrow Wilson's dream time, uh, and you need to you need to know about it. And we will give you all of the details uh, on that in uh, in tomorrow's broadcast. Jeez. By the way, um, Cuomo sexual merchandise is uh, no longer for sale. Uh, for some reason, they've decided to uh, you know get off that bandwagon. You know what it is for sale, Glenn? What? This mug right here that says Andrew Cuomo is awful. It's available at andrewcuomoisawful.com. By the way, one thing that might also be uh, good for to have in the future, chriscuomoisworse.com. Because that one's the next one. I think we go from andrewcuomoisawful.com so to chriscuomoisworse.com. Chris Cuomo is worse? Well, I, we started that because I kept saying Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com and the people would say Andrew Cuomo Chris Cuomo's worse so then we made Chris Cuomo is worse.com I want a Chris Cuomo is Fredo <laughs> mug <laughs> he is yeah he, he is. is that he and is he Fredo hates that so if you oh, see him yeah. make sure not to bring that up because or he does not like or it. make sure you do bring that up oh you uh, think that would yeah. but he might be maybe upset. we could send him a mug Chris <laughs> Chris Cuomo is Fredo I don't want to encourage our listeners to be hit by his roid rage though This is the Glenn Beck Program.